What's up, y'all? Here's a quick word from our sponsor. Time Bomb is premiering America Made Chapter 2 in over 10 different cities in Canada this weekend. So make sure to head over to timebombtrading.com for the teaser and more premiere details. Montreal is going to be at Thrash Bar Thursday, September 22nd. Vancouver at Side Friday, September 23rd. And make sure to show up to that Toronto one. You know Donovan and myself are going to be there Thursday, September 22nd at L Furniture Warehouse at 8 p.m. Let's get it popping. And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Saifa and Donovan. Mic check, one, two, what is this? The Bunt is back in business. Let's go. Yo, yeah, you know what it is. We back. I'm the ghost. He's D Jones. And as always, we got Antoine behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still. Yo, Dons, what's good this week, bruv? Okay, OVO say with a couple bars to start off episode five of season two. This week, we got the god, Paul Rodriguez. Big time interview, we're super hyped on this one. And then as usual, get into the post office, answer all your questions, and then finish it up with, you know, your source for sports, The Rundown. Let's go. Yo, before we hop into the interview, just a quick reminder, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, Yo, go holler at us on iTunes. It's a lot easier on you. You know what I'm saying? Search us up, The Bunt. Holler at us on Instagram at The Bunt Live, Facebook at The Bunt, and send us your questions and comments to TheBuntLive at gmail.com. So this week we got Paul Rodriguez on the show. Man, we were super happy and thankful that Spanish Mike hooked us up with an interview when the Primitive team came through this summer. I mean, had to take him up on the opportunity. We love P-Rod growing up. As kids, we definitely always had his city stars and in bloom parts on repeat. The man's a straight legend in the game still. For those of you who don't know who P-Rod is, which I'm sure is the vast minority, he's a pro skater. He recently started his own board brand, Primitive Skateboards. He's been pro for Nike for a long time. He's about to release his 10th pro shoe for Nike, which will make him one of four people in the world to have 10 pro models with Nike. You know what I'm saying? Joining the ranks of Kobe himself, Jordan, and LeBron still. So hats off to P-Rod. Let's get into the interview. We got Paul Rodriguez live on the bunt. What's up, Paul? What's good? How are you? Good, good. How you liking Toronto so far? Ah, so far it's lovely, man. The city's beautiful and the park was fun. Hell yeah. So the first question we ask everyone who comes on the bunt is uh, your favorite sports moment and your favorite skate moment. Favorite sports moment? Wow. Maybe just recently. I mean, this is just the best one that comes off the top of my mind is Kobe's last performance was pretty epic, especially for me in my age range. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, that was the first athlete I remember, like, coming into the league. The whole career. Yeah. Like, uh, Jordan, I wasn't even born yet when Jordan was. Yeah, we missed missed some Jordan, too. So it's like, he's the first one that meant a lot to me that I can remember from his beginning to his end. And and how about to go out out like that? It was incredible, yeah. So I guess that's the one on top of my head. Kobe Bryant's whole career. I'm I sure mean, Safe that's is happy that's a big that. yeah. There's so I'm, many. I'm at a loss for words right now. I'm, I I think of myself 
just like a million other people in the world as the biggest Kobe fan. So <laughs> that was a huge one for me okay. too. I hate yeah. to hear it. Yeah, no, it's awesome, man. And he's just been a superhero for so long. It's like great to see the career he had and such a great send off, but it's mm-hmm. also kind of sad because like it's like a chapter him. in everyone's life that is exactly. kind of close. It's, Definitely. Yeah. I was sad, but that was probably the best ending yeah. other than winning a championship yeah, considering yeah, yeah. the reality that the Lakers were facing. Yeah. That was the best way for him to go out. It just he was like it seems like he was destined for some type of great. You exit. knew it. Yeah, everyone like, in the building, the energy that was yeah. there. No, no, don't jump the gun on that. He started the game over five, and I was like, oh please, don't <laughs> let him have another shitty game in this terrible. <laughs> that season. would have been yeah, that would have been unfortunate. But you know, I think he's a type of athlete that when it really counts, when he really when it really has to be turned on, he can do it. He had a little Mamba magic left mm-hmm, in him. Mm-hmm. So, what about your favorite skate moment? Well, it wasn't necessarily skating, but the when I met Tom Penny for the first time was like my biggest moment. Oh my god, like I can't believe it. He's real. Like I, I met him, and uh, so that was cool. I met him back in 2002 on a S tour, and we were in Germany, and he was just coming back in from out of hiding, basically. And mm-hmm. I was the hugest fan of him, and I remember telling the team manager to tell me when Tom gets to the hotel, I want to meet him. And uh, it was late night, and my phone rang in the hotel room, and I picked up, hello. He's like, hey, Paul, Tom's down here. You want to meet him? I was, like, in bed, sleeping. I was a little kid. Yeah. Got up, got dressed, ran downstairs, so nervous, like, so, like, scared about it. And I, I get there, and I walk down, and, and Tony, our team manager at the time, hey, Tom, I want to introduce you to Paul. Paul, this is Tom. And just these really big blue eyes just, hey, what's up, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, like that that moment was huge for me. That was like a little a fourteen year old girl meeting Justin Bieber. Yeah. Or <laughs> a young you meeting Kobe Bryant. Yeah, either or, you know. A starstruck. So, so that was that was my biggest moment. That's popped out of my head. So it's been 14 years since In Bloom came out, and you're still going hard. You're still progressing continuously. How does P Rod stay motivated? Um, well, I just I just like skating. You know, <laughs> like you know, it's not. It's cool because the motivation is just always finding the joy in riding my board with your friends. Um, yeah, and you know, there's always opportunity each day to either learn a new trick or get better at an old one or do it on a different obstacle, whatever it is. You know. And you, you can never beat the game. There's always a new trick to mm-hmm. learn. So just the fact that there's always something you can hunt in skateboarding, a new trick to figure out or something new to do. I don't know. It's, just, it's always exciting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my body still feels pretty good. So I don't skate until it hurts too much or yeah. until I can't, you know. So you added those switchback threes to the arsenal. In the yeah, last I'm trying. I'm bit. working on them. They're not exactly on lock the way I'd like them. But, <laughs> yeah, they're still in there development stage so uh most people know your dad's a famous comedian mm-hmm. has any of his humor rubbed off on you let's hear your best joke i don't have a uh, okay i'll try let's it hear uh, i'll give you a joke this i got from him you know so just pretend like okay pretend like you guys aren't here and i'm just talking to mike right and we're talking about whatever ex-girlfriends or whatever I'm like, hey yo mike did i ever tell you that i used to date a midget 
<laughs> and when they say that, I say, yeah, man, I was nuts over her. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying, Mike? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, but that's the joke I got from him. But no, I'm not like funny like on jokes. But I do got my wisecracks. I can a little witty. I could cap on people. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying perfect blowjob level? Oh yes, the midget. I get it. Paul, honestly, I think it's a crying shame that you weren't nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. After your epic performance in Street Dreams. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. When can we expect you back on the red carpet? When's your next masterpiece? Uh, I don't know. I don't have any, any answers for that, but I do hope to do more stuff, do more acting, but at the moment I don't really have a, a project or anything going like that. Sounds like you need an agent. Yeah, I'm available. (laughs) So Nike SB has a huge budget for marketing and you've had quite a few commercials. What's it like when they throw all this money into your commercial and you get a certain street spot to skate for a limited amount of time and you kind of have to throw it down then and there? Yeah. What's it like skating under that kind of pressure? Yeah, I mean, you definitely are aware of the pressure and like there's this big camera crew and there's these uh, people all expecting and waiting for you to do something and you only have today to do it there's no coming back mm-hmm. you try not to dwell on it too hard but you're aware of that situation so it causes you to try that much harder I mean I've had times where sorry guys I just I can't do it today. like I'm trying my ass off it's not happening and mm-hmm. I, my legs are giving out I, I can't go anymore situation so um, they're good they always you know kind of have that in the back of their mind that that might happen you might have to come back and they just do what it takes to get the commercial done so it's pretty cool but it's also awesome just having free reign at a certain spot that you can't normally skate so you're excited about that yeah it's good it's a blessing it's crazy so we were talking about kobe Bryant a little bit before and mm-hmm. he was one of your co-stars in one of the yeah. commercials yeah what was it like working with kobe um it was amazing he gave us 30 minutes out of his day he was at that school that we we're filming at uh loyola marymont in in la and i think he was doing a a, a camp a youth summer camp basketball camp or talking mm-hmm. to a group of kids or something and in between going from one thing on the campus to another place on the campus he had 30 minutes he carved out for us came Crazy. through um talked to myself eric a bunch and um he had already known Atiba because Atiba shoots basketball photos also mm-hmm. outside of skating. And he just was rad. Nice guy. That's talking nice. about skating. Like was tripping the fact that we were flipping our boards down the stairs. And he, he had a lot of respect and he was super awesome. Was that switch flip dressful or, or, no, or was it no. just another day? No, I mean, Kobe we had a bunch of tries because me and Eric had to do it back to back, you know. So he might land in and I might mess up or mm-hmm. I might and vice versa. Oh, so until you have to finally, play off each other. Yeah, so then finally when we both did it, that was the take, so. Uh, starting your own brand is obviously not easy and not everyone's willing to put themselves out there for the world to judge you went for it with primitive and it seems to be popping off Uh, what made you decide to start primitive um you know it's always been a goal of mine to one day start a brand when i was a little kid before i had any sponsors my Mm -hmm. uncle and i had this little board company and i would try to hustle it to all the local skate shops and a couple of them put them on consignment 
all that. So like I always wanted to like have my own board brand yeah. at some point, but obviously that didn't last or go anywhere. And just the idea of being able to be connected to skateboarding or be a part of skateboarding beyond when I could physically be a part of it mm-hmm. has always kind of been really cool because like it's kind of scary to think like one day I'll have to, you know, not be a professional skateboarder and what does that mean i'm just that's it i'm kicked out like i can't i can't be a part of it i can't you know yeah this whole world that i've known for so long you know so that's a a huge part of it for me and i just realized at the time that we started it i had a certain window and i've been blessed to have a certain level of notoriety in skateboarding and you know i saw that there was an opportunity and if I didn't take the opportunity now, then I might miss my window when it wouldn't mm-hmm. make sense anymore. So um decided to just take the it. leap of faith, no pun intended, and uh, <laughs> I went for it. And I felt right about the people who I was doing with, you know, Heath mm-hmm. and Andy and the whole group we have now. So it's been a real team effort, and thankfully it's been going well so far. Hell yeah, definitely is. Speaking of primitive You've managed to assemble somewhat of a super team, and you've also kind of brought back two OG legends that me and Dono personally love, Bastian Salabanzi and Divine Calloway. Mm-hmm. What's it like having those guys in the mix these days? Oh, man, it's crazy. Dev, with Dev, it's like full circle, man. We basically started together, and now here we are back together. So that's really cool. I'm really happy to see that everything worked out with getting Dev on the squad. And then Bastion, um, similar. Him and I came up in the same kind of time frame. And I always had respect for him and had hung with him when we were a lot younger, like teenagers. And, and I always like, was fascinated by him with the confidence that he has and like the way he presented himself. I was like, man, especially when we were young kids. Like, oh, this kid, he's walking around like a grown man with grown man confidence. Man, I got to respect that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so as we got older, you know, he's obviously in Europe and... You know, I didn't hear about him for a while. I don't know what was going on. He was getting uh, for some European brands. Going buck killing contests. <laughs> Coming back on the scene uh, in the States, doing some contests in the States. And I I, I got, uh, I fanned out when he came back. And I was like, what up, Ashton? How you doing? Like, you know, I had to take a bunch of photos. I was hyped. And then that just happened to be around the time when I ended up leaving Plan B and going to do Primitive. And it just kind of worked out like where we myself and heath have always been huge bastion fans and we discussed it and said should we go for it and started talking with him and it worked out you know that's awesome i know i'm not alone in saying that probably a lot of people around our age me and don are 28 you're right around there 31 you made you made yeah. a lot of people happy bringing bastion back to, I, to hey the it was right there i'm in the, mm-hmm. of that same state of mind yeah. so like it, it made me just as happy to see it happen and um, you know, he's actually come back from an injury right now, but he's working really hard at getting better. So he seems really excited to, to skate and kill us. What's up? Yeah. Hey, hold the phone, Paul. We've got a TBT update from our correspondent in the streets, Wade D. What's going on, bruv? All right. We in live in the streets. I'm with my main man, Jamal Smith, right now. Yeah. How you feeling, bro? Well, uh, I'm feeling good. Just took a loss in the World Championship uh, game escape. Pull back, pull back. Where we at? We're in What's Mont- going down? We're in Montreal for the Dime Glory Challenge. Happy, happy to be here. Lots of nature, lots of uh, beautiful people with great hair. Was it fun? 
It was amazing, man. It was just nice to see crowd participation and to see the way you come in in that SUV, your homies holding the belt. That was a last-minute decision, and I had the nerves were rattling in the stomach for that 10-minute wait that I had. But we're just gonna bypass that. It was a fucking. It was a great event. It was a great game. Like I got shook. My legs were shaking for like the first portion of it. Sure. You're probably gonna see that on the fucking, <laughs> on the TV or on the fucking computer screen. But how was your time in Montreal? Like it was, it was sick, man. I just ate so much Tim Hortons. Like my whole trip was sponsored by Tim Hortons, and like I've been really just trying to make sure I represent them properly been eating a lot of spicy crispy chicken sandwiches in the a.m. and the p.m. it doesn't matter okay get my ice caps three times a day there you go it's been tight been trying to learn a little bit of french you know the born jours and all that goes a long way made so much love because of it on wax right now <laughs> <laughs> right on wax hey we're doing a podcast bro can you like give us some space all right now um so this is the question from the people what inspired the video with such such animosity towards me? What, what was that about? Well, and how do you feel about the rebuttal video that I made in response? Well, first the video came from pure hatred. It came from a place of darkness. It's not something I like to unleash very often, but with all that money on the line, I just had to let the unfiltered hate flow through my brain and mouth. Uh, the rebuttal was, it was I. No, I mean, I had a couple chuckles here and there, the Jamal who, you know. <laughs> Niggas know who I am, man. It's all, it's all good. Hey, man, thanks for that. Um, what was it like filming for the, the Pals, or what was it, Nice, right? Yeah, That yeah, just came v out, Nice, and nice, yeah. V Nice, that just came out. You spent some time in Cali. Yeah. How was that? It was chill, smoked mad spliffs, and just skated sand gaps all day, every day for like, yeah, two weeks, hanging out with like the crazy ass locals in Venice. It was on point, definitely, yeah, definitely an experience I won't forget. You know, no, it turned out good, man, that video was dope. Yeah. Um, what's next for Jamal Smith? Well, I'm going to London directly after this, and uh, I'm gonna film some more for the Palace video, and after that, We'll play WCW versus NWO Revenge on my N64, and I'm probably going to roll up continuous splits. Well, that's a big, dirty amen. Any last words? You know, you got to talk to your plants because your plants need to have conversations, too. They have brains and they have feelings, and if you don't talk to your plants, they won't fully understand your relationship uh, 100 well, that's new, but I appreciate the relationships that you've gathered, and for everybody that's listening, take notes, motherfucker, like, that's a real thing, so make sure you, you know what you're doing with your fucking plans, alright? Now back to Studio E. That's some real talk, boys. Respect nature. Climate change is up our asses, so let's take care of our planet, you feel me? Back to Paul. Any word on a full-length primitive video with what's popping with the team, and what are you guys thinking? Um... I'm gonna say something that might piss some people off, but uh, and I and also I'm speaking, I'm going rogue on this. This has not been discussed with me or Heath. Heath might have a different opinion than me, but I honestly don't think as sad as it is because I grew up in that era. But I don't think a full length video is uh, as impactful as it's not the same eh? as it would be. And you know, to put all that effort into something like that, 
such a big um, undertaking just to like put it out and mm-hmm. kind of just be thrown into a sea of other content that's constantly being blasted out there. It's unfortunate, but it just doesn't feel like it's the right format the right anymore. Yeah, you know? I know. It's un- I can tell by the way you're answering it. It's kind of a bummer. It's yeah, like a and sad I'm sure reality. there's people who are hearing this and be like, it's fucking stupid. Like, yeah. videos, full-length videos are always... Co- I get it. I respect that. But if you really look at it, it's like... <laughs> From from the fans' point of view, I could see like it's bummed, like fuck, like oh man, that's the dumbest thing. You should make full length video, but from the people who have to actually go out and do it, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just at, speaking for myself, you know, it's not as exciting to do when you don't feel like the project you're working on is going to be like have the same impact, have the same right? impact. Like yeah. when I was yeah. younger, and you know, when we were doing the City Stars video, oh. people knew the City Star video was been supposed to come out yeah. since forever and ever, and finally it came. It was a big a feeling about it and 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 it and like it lasted a while and oh, yeah. it had its time it lasted and, till today for everyone like for, <laughs> yeah. for it had its shine age. you know yeah. it had its moment to shine Absolutely. and then yeah right i felt it felt like something again and, and trans world videos back then were something exciting mm-hmm. to work on so like it just projects felt more important than now it's just like Put it out, put it out, put it out, put it out. And so, just gone here today, gone yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, and it's you know, and that's just the way it is. It's yeah. not good or bad, but that's the time we're in. So I think putting out more frequent, shorter pieces, Little. but more frequently, mm-hmm. I think that's that might be the move these days. You yeah. know, it's like even look how artists are putting out music. It's like, yeah, people still drop albums because you know, yeah, probably the same reason just, people want us to drop yeah. a full length video. It's a sentimental reason, but yeah. really, they're just pumping singles out there yeah. for yeah. days. And more then they frequently. throw a bunch of singles on and maybe a couple new songs on the yeah. album. So the project's like an afterthought these exactly. days. You know? If you could give anyone a guest board on Primitive, who would it be? Uh, it would have to be Costin. He's just my all time favorite, all time goat. I know he just had the guest one on the weekend, so I, that's just coincidental, but. You know, I don't think it's a big secret that Cost has been your fave? My, my hero since since the beginning. So to me, that would be that'd be the one. But there's a handful of people I'd really like to do. What about do a Canadian? This. Any Canadians getting a guest oh, McCrank, board? McCrank, Colin McKay. Uh, yeah, then you got Tony Ferguson. That's a lot of guest boards. Yeah, yeah I know. It's just you know. <laughs> you forgot about Rick Safe Howard. B. Safe a B. Yeah, of course. No, you left him off on purpose. <laughs> so, what's next for P Rod? I don't know. Things are more simplified for me these days. I just skate. I just um, skate with Shane a ton, and he's always getting better and better mm-hmm. each and every day. So, I'm always excited to go skate with him on this trip. Been excited to skate these streets, and I got a couple clips in Canada. So, I'm excited about that. I was hyped. As far as what's next for me, it's just continue to help, you know, grow primitive. Mm-hmm. You know, make it a strong brand in, in, in the skate world and um, just skate to the best of my abilities for as long as those abilities are there, you know? That's what's up. You work on your jumper in your spare time or what? Oh, the kid got a nice shot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish we had time to hit a basketball court because I've been claiming for a long time I'm the best sponsored skateboarder at basketball. In but the you world. might be, yeah. I, I can't take that away from you. Nah, he's I'm, too injury prone, man. I'm he not claiming anything there. like that, but you know, I got a decent shot. <laughs> That's all it nah, is. You know, that claim is probably expired. I used to <laughs> say this back in the day, but too many, too many young athletes skate nowadays. So I'm sure I'm, right? I'm yeah. not the only baller there anymore. Yeah, it happens, yeah.
your top three hardest business decisions to make in skateboarding? Ooh, that's a good question. Hardest? Well, leaving plan B obviously has to be in there. That was difficult because it was just a good relationship with the with those guys and had a long history and a long bond on that team. Mm-hmm. So that was hard to like leave and kind of figure out my situation and yeah. you know really get behind something and yeah. have to build something up. That was big. That was kind of scary. But I just also had faith that we could do it. I just felt felt right about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I wouldn't say there's been more than that. I mean, if you want to count, you know, different times that I switched sponsors, yeah. you know, like it's that's always kind of scary. Similar, right? yeah. yeah, that's always scary. But that's the biggest one right there. Yeah. It's just like, okay, that's it. It's the last time I'm going to ride for anyone else except for myself. You know what I mean? That's That was the idea. It's yeah. yet to be seen. You know, hopefully we last long <laughs> you know last you know, so. yeah uh, that's the best answer i have what do you think about the increase in trendy cruising skating and when can we expect some wallies and body barriers <laughs> in your next part <laughs> you know what's funny is i was watching i don't even know what the video i was watching i was watching with shane on this nike trip we were on we were on the plane flying to the next spot and we were watching this video i can't even remember what it was and it was like a lot of just slappies wallies and i'm like i'm looking at it, i'm like damn dude what am i even trying so hard for <laughs> like i'm gonna practice hard this is what's up man this is good i could just i'm just gonna start you know doing casual skating yeah. like and it's just I, I guess people like it cool that's cool with me <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I don't gotta try so hard anymore nah I'm just kidding <laughs> but you know whatever it's just skateboarding you know you express yourself the way you wanna express yourself and if that's how you feel good skating amazing you know yeah. so I feel like there's certain people myself yourself if you were to just randomly start cruising in your part like it just wouldn't look right probably like, yeah you, you don't know this about me, but we switch trade brothers, you know what I'm saying? That's right. Like, oh, we get in those switch heel back five holes popping. Yeah, you know man. We, we get in tech with it. If I came out and started fucking wallying and then body yeah. burialing out of everything, you know what's funny my, is, my boys would clown me. Yeah, for sure. You know what's funny is I got chewed up for doing a uh, no comply on an Instagram run maybe, I don't know, a year ago or so. I did this line at the courthouse in, in L.A., you know, alleged line. It was whatever, decent ledge line but in the middle i threw in a little no comply and i got chewed up in the that. comments like, yeah uh, weak ass no comply like this fool can no comply like just getting chewed up in the comments but yeah you know whatever it's we got we fun. gotta us tech dogs we gotta stick to what we know <laughs> don't you know call yourself a tech dog <laughs> blood just because you went trendy retract that could, from the record when you couldn't keep up with my oh. switch flip crooks <laughs> you had to start slapping yo don't hate yeah. don't hate you're lucky you're on the computer today <laughs> no, no that's but that's good for skateboarding you know it's almost like a way of teaching a history lesson in game because a lot of these young circle, kids right? who are doing this yeah. they're that's causing them to learn like the roots of Actually, how the skateboarding yeah. we have now today evolved and you know i just look at the tricks in the era that i grew up with the the tech dog era or whatnot mm, don't point that at was, him yeah. <laughs> that was trendy skating at that time anyway Actually, so yeah. i was following the trends at that time like those tricks just seemed awesome to me to try and learn and that type of stuff so i was just skating in the freeze frame of my era and now mm-hmm. people are just skating in the freeze frame like, of their yeah, era like, you know i like when people stick to you don't have to stick to one type of skating but kind of like 
I feel like some people, and you just tell by their career, they kind of have a certain way that they like skateboarding. And yeah. They don't mm-hmm. change it. Yeah. With the trends, like they just, you know what I mean? Like people know who they are. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they fit into their own mold. Mm-hmm. It feels like. Which leads me to this. Oh. What do you think about um, fully flared and when Trick started getting kind of a little extra crazy with the, the ledge combos. dancing? Yeah, that's what what the kids call it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, some combos I like, some I don't like. I just like that it caused me to like think, because mm. you know I, I've gone through definitely many periods during my career where like I just get stuck on autopilot and I'm not really like thinking of anything or trying to be creative or push myself so like it's cool when skating comes out like that that actually caused me like wow I never thought about that I never thought about trying like it caused you at least to get the wheels turning yeah yeah for maybe something that you might want to start toying with but you know some of the combos even though if it was a hard combo it might not have been my cup of tea there's other ones that are like there's there's some combos where it's like there's a reason it hasn't been done. Yeah. Because it doesn't necessarily yeah. look good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. There, there's plenty of that. I like the challenge of using the core tricks that you like and taking it to the next level rather than kind of... It's almost, I think of it sort of as cheating in a way. Doing it Like... In the credits of Minic Maddie, Costin's doing all those combos, yeah. and they're a joke. Like he's just mm-hmm. messing around, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden, fully flared comes out, and all that stuff is like people are doing that yeah. for real. Well, yeah. you gotta think even way before that, way back in the early Plan B days and A Street days, and all that stuff when it first started happening. Like dudes were when they were riding those little baby wheels, they were doing the no side to crook ground at one eighty five. Like mm-hmm. they were that was that's not anything brand new, but in fully flared, they started just making it like just adding their own twist to it you know it's all built everything's all built off of it's a mix of generations yeah yeah you're too nice paul thanks that, that <laughs> video fucking uh, i like like four parts in it i like costin mike Lenosi, mike mo basically all like there's five maybe five or six parts with no ledge dancing and those are the yeah, ones i watched yeah, to this so. day i get i get it i respect that you know some things you're just not into but I enjoy watching a good Mark Johnson yeah, part. We got ourselves sure. a tough critic over here. I was not a fan of Mark Johnson's part in that video, but I feel like he almost censored himself on the ledge dancing, came back pretty sweet, dropped one of my favorite parts. Hmm. Oh, of that's all interesting. Time. Yeah, man. Oh, MJ. It's just sometimes when you're in the process of being creative and trying new stuff, yeah. not everything sticks, you know? So coincidentally, everyone we've had on the bunt so far had a tall T phase at one point or another, the giant T's. One clip I'll personally never forget of you was in 401-163 in the montage. The line was switch, shove, crook, then tray flip, and then kick crook. So you had the jumbo t-shirt and even bigger pants. What was it like slimming down your outfit from those days? I think it all happened real gradual, real slow. So. It wasn't a, a, a culture shock, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I can't even remember the transition, to be honest with you. I can't even remember ever making a decision like, I have to tighten up. Like, mm-hmm. it just kind of evolved itself. Sorry, there's no... No, no big story there? No good answer. Just started, big just story, yeah. grew up and... Yeah, I mean... Down. Everyone I ask, like, they don't remember it. I, I think I remember it because I kind of 
I didn't do it like night and day, but I just remember one day wearing skinnier pants and I felt like the whole world was staring at me. <laughs> but That's I, funny. I definitely look like more of a clown with the bigger pants. But in my head, when I went slimmer, yeah. I, I was like, oh, everyone's looking at me. I'm, I'm not, I'm not an 18 year old G. <laughs> yeah, man. And I, it's like, you know, those moments are, are golden moments, you know, like those windows of time can never be captured again and mike mm-hmm. always gives me shit like yo man what's up man bring the old pier up and i'm like dude like <laughs> i don't know what to tell you man like i would if i still dress the same way i did at 18 that would be kind of more embarrassing you know what i mean like it'd be kind of silly you just your tastes evolve you know hey, let's all just be thankful we're not wearing those three xls and yeah 42 hey, pants oh my gosh There's some big clothes but yeah up at here. the time man it was that was the thing and i guess you know for me it was all it you know I always drew my fashion from uh, from my favorite rappers That's or hip hop artists. Yeah. So it's like Cameron as as rapping those. as their style kind of tightened up. It kind of you know I'm sure that affected mine. Absolutely, yeah, definitely NBA players too. Yeah, they all they all slimmed down. David Stern came in with the dress uh, yeah, code. Yeah, Iverson was the last the G man. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Alright y'all, it's that time. Rapid fire with the ghost, with the one and only P-Rod. Let's get it poppin' B. <laughs> Favorite skater? Costin, but also Reynolds and Penny. Favorite video? Modus Operandi. Favorite video part? Costin, Menigmati. Favorite NBA player? Jordan, Kobe. Favorite active NBA player? KD. KD's tight. Craziest trick you've ever witnessed? You know I skate with Shane O'Neal every day, right? There's so many I can't even... But on a scary note, I would say the scariest trick I ever witnessed was Ryan DeCenzo nollying down El Toro, fellow Canadian. That was exciting to watch. Favorite trick? Back nose blunt. Hardest trick for you? At the moment, switch back three. Worst style? Spanish Mike. i just never seen his actual style because he always gives us the fake style. Worst trend? I guess those hoverboard things are pretty... Pretty shit, yeah. Pretty, uh... The ones with the wheels? Yeah, pretty silly. Like, when you just... I mean, I, we've all, I'm sure, ridden on them and toyed with them. But it's like, you know, people actually ride that day to day, like, on a real, like... Like, when you're riding it through the supermarket, it's gone a little far. Like, yeah. when you're riding it through the mall, like, okay. Brand to look out for? Besides primitive, I uh, would say I'll shout out my boy Grant who does the weekend. Favorite travel destination? Los Angeles. Oof. Home? Yeah, dude. When you travel so much and you've traveled for so long, when you're home, that's vacation. You know? So my favorite destination is whenever I'm outside of LA, my favorite destination is LA. Uh- <laughs> That's a wrap for our interview with Paul. Thanks so much for giving us the time. My pleasure. Thank you. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Next time you're in TDOT, we'll have to do it again. All right. Sounds good to me. Thanks, Thanks for having me.
All right, my dog, you know what it is. It's time to get into the post office, answer all them questions. We love doing this, people, so keep them coming. You've got mail. First up, we got Cody Brown 11. What's the worst sports memory you guys have? Like you watched it and wish you didn't see it or wish you weren't alive to see it happen. You want to go first? I've got three, so I'll just quickly, you know what I'm saying, throw them out there. Number one was game six, Spurs versus Miami Heat. Ray Allen hitting that clutch three. LeBron hitting the other clutch three. LeBron James. That just that just killed me, man. That Like, the Spurs were all ready to celebrate, and then it was like they paid Ginobili $5 million cash to throw the game or something. I'll never forget that. Another one, very recent, Kyrie coming down the court. You know what I'm saying? Crossing up Curry a little bit, hitting that dagger three, sealed the championship. Probably the worst one, when Kobe hurt his Achilles, he never came back. He was averaging like 28 points per that season, barely lost out on the scoring title to Durant when he was 34. And he was never the same. Kobe, I love you. <laughs> Enjoy retirement, but shave that damn beard, fool. All right, for mine, definitely got to be the Toronto Maple Leafs, man. 2013. We're down 3-1 to the Boston Bruins. Come back. Force a game seven. Game seven, we're up 3-1. I'm already licking my chops, ready to play the, the New York Rangers in round two. Coming into the third period, we blow the two-goal lead. Now we're in overtime. What do you know? We lose it in overtime. That was definitely the worst sports moment for me. I was watching with a bunch of homies. Damn, I didn't want to be there anymore. That's for sure. That was a heartbreaker, man. I, I didn't even care about hockey. Well, I still don't. But at the time, I was in Vancouver at 1611 East. Shouts to all the homies. And uh, the game was on. And I just remember Ty James lost, like, actually lost his mind. The man actually smashed a TV, like, destroyed a TV with, like, a, a board, I think, or something. I don't blame him, man. <laughs> I think Mike McCord actually, like, got up and just walked right out of the room. And I just left the place where we were watching. Didn't even say anything to anyone. Well, thanks for that question, Codes. Bringing our uh, spirits right up. Yep. Let's try and kick this into a positive note here. Uh, next up, we got an email from Nick Katz, a.k.a. Joof. Yo, yo. Lee Joof reporting live from Miami. <laughs> With the election closer than ever and Donald Trump becoming the possible commander-in-chief of the free world, where should I live in Toronto when I have to turn in my passport and become full Canadian? Also, with SAFA's second favorite team, the Miami Heat losing its entire team, what is your outlook on the new young squad, sans my main man, Dwayne Wade? Do Winslow and Whiteside have crazy upside in your mind? Thanks, boys. See you soon at Dog and Bear for beers and a Raptors loss. Well, you know, I'm not even going to waste my time and tell you to move into the East. Because you're definitely a Queen West type of man. So I guess I will have to travel over to Dog and Bear if I'm ever going to see you, eh? And uh, as far as the Miami Heat go, you know, Whiteside always has massive upside because the man can hit his free throws as a big man. Makes him very appealing in fantasy. But one person I'm definitely going to look out for this year is uh, is Richardson. Dwayne Wade leaving. Opens up a big slot for him and uh, time to see what he's made of. I mean, they going to be popping. I like their young core. Whiteside's a beast. Josh Richardson, Tyler Johnson. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be interesting. My main man, Justice Winslow. Do they make the playoffs? It all depends on Bosch. If Bosch is playing this year, you know what I'm saying? They could squeeze a seven or eight seed off. But I'm going to go with, uh, nah, no playoffs for, for the Miami Heat this year. It's going to be 
a lottery thing. Their young guys are going to get good. You know what I'm saying? There's some fantasy players on that team for sure. But nah, with, with no D-Wade, with no Joe Johnson, with no Luol Dang, Amari Stoudemire, everyone left, actually. Yeah, you're right. Prepare yourself, Drew, for a couple years of lottery things. You feel me? Good luck to all y'all Heat fans. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be cheering. All right, next up, we got an email from Richie Valdez. Hey, yo, what's goody? Major love from down here in California. Stoner Plaza represent. I just want to tell you guys I love the show. I live with a red dragon, Mickey Papa, and I wish he was half as cool as you guys. <laughs> just kid, you're the shit, Mickey. Anyways, I just want to know if anyone's ever referred to Safe as the Canadian Chima Ferguson. Watch your stuck-up kids part. Shit ruled. First clip had me, like, thinking, dude looks like Alex Carolino. But nah, Canuck Ferg for sure. Keep up the good work, guys. Seriously, best podcast in skating. Richie. Well, we're going to have to get a verification that that actually came from Richie Valdez. It might actually be Shafa Benson's backup email account. Hey, don't hate the player. I got fans around the world, oh, baby. Shit, you just lost Richie if he's out there. Sorry, dog. <laughs> this, is, this is what he's like. Man. It's a worldwide movement, y'all. <laughs> no, it isn't. Enough love to all my, my supporters. You feel me? Oh, I got a GoFundMe. It's for $50 million. <laughs> I'm trying to fly around the world. You smell me? <laughs> film a new part? Yeah, yeah. I need I need some surgeries. I need some. I need a lot of things. Some boards, dog. All timers. All timers. What's up, man? I'm gonna keep chirping, y'all. I keep seeing Spenny blessing them all timers boards. I'm still waiting for that box. God yeah, we damn. Need some, we need some wall boards for the studio here. You get me? Yeah, yo, Tyler Warren, Ben Blundell, yo, Dustin Henry, yo, put in a little word still. All y'all, you know what time it is. It's time to get the ghost involved. You feel me? <laughs> Holy fuck, Richie. Look what you did to this guy. <laughs> Busted out his pump and he's uh, putting some uh, a little bit of air in his tires himself. But uh, I actually have been, I have referred to him as uh, Chima Ferguson before, I think. He looks like him a little bit, you know. Switch but, trade gang. You know, now that I'm in the switch trade gang, I'm down with talking about it. You know, Seifa has a good one. Chima's got a good one. Mine's stellar. Yo, Richie, believe it or not, when the Vans video came out, so many people made the joke like, yo, sick new part, sick part. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, in the Vans video, Mitch Barrett made that joke probably like 10 times. The infamous Canadian skate midget. Y'all know the man. Y'all know the one. Safe a sick part in the new Vans video. <laughs> Chima. But that's nothing against Chima. Mad love. Huge fan. We got. A, we like a lot of the same tricks. He jumps all day. I'm, I'm too broken down to jump, but you know what I'm saying? I can still dream. Switch trays, switch flip front boards. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, I'm just thinking some the shit me and Chima like to pop Cut off. The you feel me? Uh, switch heels, rocket. Yo, know, Chima had a rocket, rocket switch heel in the in the Vans video. Look at any switch heel I've ever done on film. Rocket. Are we done? Are we done. Next. Got another email here from uh, David Shubat. How? Question mark. How do I pick up chicks? Help. Damn, B. Let me go through my uh, my five steps. You feel me? One. <laughs> Where are you going? I don't know. I'm making this up on the spot. One. Confidence is key. Walk in the building, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're comfortable. Go somewhere where you have a couple friends. You know what I'm saying? Get, get a little buzz popping if you're of age. Two, spot your victim. Approach. Three, start talking. You know what I'm saying? No cheesy lines. Just start talking. Comment on something happening in the room. Just get, get a natural conversation popping. Always remember that there's a magical combination of words that can get you almost any chick. So if you can figure out what that combination of words is, you're good to go. 
Usually, you know what I'm saying? The more drinks are flowing, the more that combo might not be, might not have to be as clutch, especially if she's juiced in two. And then four, get some Kino popping, aka some some hand contact, a little, oh, you're so funny, touch on the knee. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then five, yo, seal it. Get that number, get that make out. That's my magical five steps. <laughs> and you might get slapped once in a while. Number six, don't get down on yourself if you fail. Holler back at us, Shubat. Let's, uh, we want to hear how, how it goes for you. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's the rundown. Your source for sports, skaters' perspective, you feel me? Hey, what's going on? Week two NFL takeaways. Dono, Seattle loses 9-3 to LA. Are you kidding me, dog? What's wrong with the Seahawks offense? And by the way, I had, I was playing against the Los Angeles Rams defense this week. (laughs) Your boy was cheesed. I'm like three, I'm four minutes away from losing this fantasy week two. Depending on eight points from a kicker in four minutes. Fuck my life. What's good, Donald? <laughs> Man, they had Russell Wilson squirming all day. I thought he was a Pro Bowl quarterback, so he didn't look like one, man. I honestly just think he's got, he doesn't have a top flight wide receiver to throw to, and his offensive line stinks. So honestly, it's going to be a long year for Russell Wilson unless they get something figured out. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that he finally got married. You know what I'm saying? He finally uh, decided to hit that marital bed and make it pop, and now. He's too focused on the bedroom, not on the field. Beautiful wife, Ciara. Can't blame him. I thought it was going to help his play, not make him lose to the Rams. God damn. The Rams stink. Like, that is bad. You can't lose to the Rams, man. Three points against the Rams. They scored. It's a long day. Here's one that hurt us both. You know, it was a punch right in the gut to both of us today. Our boy, Danny Woodhead, goes down with injury. Can Melvin Gordon carry the load? Absolutely, man. He's done it for the past two weeks. I mean, they benched him for the second half of their game in week one, but the damage is already done. He had two TDs already. Might as well give him the second half of the game off. But, man, Woody, why you got to do us like that, man? Like, it hurts when you go down so early in the game. Say, we needed him. Yeah, me and Donald have him in two different leagues. You know what I'm saying? I was actually going to change my team name to In Woodhead We Trust because he's my favorite player for no real reason. Other than the fact that there's a beer in Toronto called Woodhouse. And lately I've been ordering Woodheads instead. Or Headwoods. Yeah, can I get around the Woodheads, please? Excuse me, sir. You're going to have to leave the bar. <laughs> what? <laughs> nah, but yeah, Woodhead, man. I hope you're back. I hope it's just an MCL sprain. Next up, Jimmy Garoppolo goes down in New England. Who do the Pats turn to next? Hot dog. Jimmy Garoppolo was like a man on fire in that first half. Three touchdowns. Over 250 yards passing. I was looking for him on the waiver wire in our league, that's for sure. But next up is a man by the name of Jacoby Brissett. And honestly, I bet you you could play fucking quarterback in the Bill Belichick system. Seems like anyone can just slide right in there and get it done. So we might have to head down to New England for the next episode, you know? See what this Jacoby's all about. So you're saying Jacoby's got two games and then your boy's back, eh? Just two more weeks till the beautiful Tom Brady's back in the saddle. Simon Dish is going to be cheese, but who cares, right? And that fool said he never ate a strawberry in his life, and he has no plans on ever eating one. 
That fool's a weirdo. He also I, said he's never had caffeine in his life, which is a goddamn lie. There's no way that could possibly be true. Oh, for sure. He's he's a twisted. Next up, Dallas wins 27 to 23 over the Washington Redskins. What are your thoughts? Well, Dak Prescott got his first win. They definitely needed this win. I mean, going down 0-2 is never good, especially two divisional games. I don't know what to make of Washington. It's a little wild what's going on down there with Kirk Cousins. He just can't really be trusted. So that division is definitely up for grabs. So now that you've been a full-time football fan for all of uh, two weeks, I got one question for you, Seifa. Will Mason Crosby score 10 fantasy points to save you? Well, <laughs> Green Bay is down by three. <laughs> They're on offense. With two minutes left, so I need a little field goal thing. You know what I'm saying? Take it to overtime and bless me with uh, a couple more field goals. On wax, can you guarantee your anus a W? That's my team name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? I ain't even trying to hear my opponent speak on this. So I'm going to just say, nah, like I'm going into week three, oh, two. Not <laughs> taking this out. Not I'm coming for you, girl. Watch yourself. But yo, Real Talk Football's cheesing me, man. I ain't even smelt a victory yet. Let's talk some b-ball, man. What's good? I don't know, man. There ain't very much to talk about, dog. Well, hit me with some random questions. You know what I'm saying? I am the <laughs> basketball guru, so pick, oh, okay. pick your boy's brains. Duh. All right, all right. Maybe I can stir something up for you. Can the Oklahoma City Thunder, backed by Russell Westbrook, make the playoffs? Hey, there's a new bad man in town, Mr. 360, Victor Oladipo. Oh, yeah. Mr. Shitty field goal percentage, but gets the job done when he needs to. They lost surge, though, too. The Trailblazers made the playoffs last year, made it to the second round. Oh, that was mostly due to the Clippers imploding. But if they can do that, there's no reason why Russ can't lead them, lead them to a bottom four seed. On Wax, I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what I'm saying? I think they're like a sixth seed in the West. Whew. I think Russ is going to do some magical things in terms of numbers and i think once they get a groove they're gonna fucking they're gonna string some wins together and and we'll see them in the playoffs yeah i see russ leading them to the playoffs for sure next up give me one team who didn't make the playoffs last year that's gonna win a playoff series this year well for that i think you got to go to the eastern conference because ain't nobody that didn't make the playoffs last year getting into the west and winning a series there's no way. The top four in the West are too strong. In the East, Chicago, New York, I would say are the top two candidates. Maybe the Wizards, if Wall and Beal stay healthy. But um, if I had to pick one right now, I would say the Chicago Bulls, even though I hate their new like three-man backcourt of Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, and Rondo. I just think they've got a lot to prove after not making the playoffs last year. They were just such a letdown. And if they can get like a, a fifth or sixth seed, I could see them, you know, getting an upset. And the Knicks, even though the Bulls are my number one pick, the Knicks, if they st- if they somehow stay healthy and get on a roll, you know Derrick Rose has been calling them a super team because he's delusional, but they've got a chance at, at an upset thing as well. So those are my picks right there. And I got one more question for the basketball guru. Will the Scalabrines take the next step? And win the championship in fantasy basketball this year. The Scalabrines. <laughs> yeah, that's Donovan's team, in case y'all were wondering. Not only did he make the playoffs, but he made it to the finals Woo! under my tutelage. You know what I'm saying? Tell him about who I whooped, too. Whooped our boy Theodore Centeno, who beat me two years in a row in the playoffs. So that was nice to witness. Thank you, Donovan. And 
Yeah, you also slapped Nick Molnar. Yeah. Nick's a good trading partner of mine, so I don't. I, I talk too much trash on Nick because we're gonna make some deals this year again. But, but yeah. what are my odds in terms of one in oh, four? Oh, we've got a twelve-man league. I'll give you one in six, bro. <laughs> that's, that's all right. But you know, the basketball fantasy basketball guru himself. It's my time. I won it the first year. Cough, lost, in the, lost in the finals the second year. Lost in the first round the third year, but had the best team all three years. So, you know what I'm saying? It's only a matter of time till I get that second championship. But just know the Leslieville boys are coming. Safe and Dono, we out here. That's some real talk. The Scalabrines for champions in 2016. Let's go. Yeah, well, have fun with that. I'm going to win in 2017. Wait, that's what? Fuck. All right, that's going to wrap up the rundown. And unfortunately, it's going to wrap up episode five. I mean, P-Rod, thank you so much for doing the interview. Everyone who's sending the emails, thank you guys. Turn up, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. Massive shouts to the fucking, the man himself, P-Rod. Been skating his shoes since I was like 18. Good 10 years, yo. So. You guys been teammates a long time. You guys have come a long way together. <laughs> You've both grown and into yeah. what you are today. Magical, man. It's, it's good that you guys have been side by side this long. Hey, man, our bank accounts are popping with that Nike cash. You know what I'm saying? It's been a wild ride. Here's to 10 more years. Peace out, y'all.